about at the speed of light. <laughs> hey, that would be bad. <laughs> Important safety tip, fellas. Don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> so what, what if we all, like, streamed the stream? Ooh. So that would be crossing the streams? Probably. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, unfortunately, if we're all doing it the way Matt's doing it, we'd all lose camera. So then yeah. the Skype would just be empty. It'd be a wasteland in here. <laughs> all right hey i see us going you see us yeah oh, you, you're streaming to twitch are y'all are y'all actually watching the twitch stream as we play i was curious about that um i pulled I it last time okay cool cool oh god Just i've been watching really consume my bandwidth i've been watching uh community and now i've got myself going cool 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 cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. yeah it's bad it's really really bad <laughs> We've never seen it. No, it's cool. It's, it's cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite funny. It, it's it's really well written. And I forgot the it's that it's the physician, the the Asian physician that turned into a comedian. Like he steals the show. I can't remember his name, uh, but he he just changes his character like every other season. It seems like and like he begins out. He's like the Spanish teacher that doesn't know like a Spanish and just things like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> He's hilarious. There's so he many memes surgeon? based on him. He was some sort of doctor. I'm not sure. Uh, I know he was a physician. I don't know if he was a surgeon, but uh, oh, sorry, physician you said yeah. Yeah, I, I may have said surgeon, but uh, yeah, he was he was a doctor or is a doctor and just yeah. went into comedy and thought, hey, let's let's be comedic. And he is. Yeah. He's really funny. You know, you know I've seen funny? him do like Jokes. those uh, answer questions or doctor tech support or something like that. If that's the guy I'm thinking of. Doctor Tech Support. Doctor Tech Support. Okay, yeah, that's a <laughs> that sounds like a made-up name, man. <laughs> I'm Doctor Tech Support. It's it's a, it's like it's some group that puts together these. Um, they answer Twitter questions, and it, he was their answer medical questions. It's like ask a doctor. Doctor uh, they, they had Pin Gillette for ask a magician. They had you know oh, all see. all different people experts in their fields for ask whatever. I think they oh, had. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. What's the <clears throat> uh, Manginello or something like that? He they had ask a DM. Yeah, true. Manginello. Oh yeah, that's the, the one. The guy that was a werewolf in that vampire thing, right? <laughs> Manginello. You know that that one that one werewolf thing. Yeah, well, he, he was on Critical Role. Therefore, uh, he was like a guest appearance on Critical Role a couple of times. He's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers. He's the one that uh, took. Oh wait! <laughs> hey, you, I gave you one hand. second. Uh, <laughs> pause a second. Um, no, I'm not going to say it because it's a really big spoiler. So never mind. Yeah. You should watch it. It's interesting. No, I was trying to cover my ears, but I've got yeah, earbuds in. Three hundred. Yeah, was making it easier for you to hear. I mean, <laughs> like you just have to better. slog through a thousand hours of Critical Role to get to the end of the first season. Yeah. 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 Oh wow! Oh, well, they've got like 125 10, episodes, of- four hours apiece. Yeah, one. I think I'm twenty. Think I'm twenty episodes in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's I, I'm actually listening to it on podcast now, uh, just as you know, I get tired of hearing my own voice, so I listen to <laughs> I, other podcasts. I, I, you poor man. I know. It's I awful. was gonna I was gonna say I struggle with that, but I listen to your podcast. So no, I don't. So don't <laughs> you struggle, do struggle with specifically. it <laughs> But I struggle with yes. uh, I struggle with with critical role audio because there's video, and I feel like I might miss something. Like you I'm, do. Not, I'm yeah. only getting like half of the experience. You do. You do. 
And it, like that's the, why you should be watching us on video, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. 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 Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> already. So the I will say the critical role though, uh, like they clean up their act as far as like the sound, sound quality for the first couple episodes are just garbage. But it's their first time. It's yeah. like us. I mean, we're not garbage. <laughs> we're more like pretty trash. You know, we're not. We're not. <laughs> We're not hot garbage. We're more sort of rapidly cooling garbage at this point. <laughs> Lukewarm. <laughs> Old garbage. Room. That's great. Room temperature garbage, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the next po- podcast for you. Room temperature, <laughs> Room temperature garbage. Room temperature I love how garbage. we're selling ourselves so good. Like, yes, we have yeah. a lot of faith in ourselves. So this is episode two of uh, Age of Heroes, Chronicles of Madness. And look how much two. nicer it looks already. Right? This took me about <laughs> 78 hours to get what you're seeing right now compared to what it was last time, which is sad because right. I barely just it, put, like, borders. It, it it cost me nothing, and it's worth it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> um, so last the last uh, session was pretty much me trying to get all the characters into the game. It was me playing your characters. So that's not going to happen so much anymore. Um sorry about that so I'm going to start out um, with Khaldun on the back of the cart with the uh, the blacksmith that you met on your way up to yeah. Cauldron um, yes. and Beric. I have an Beric the blacksmith yes <clears throat> I have a map of the Cauldron region let me get it centered here before I bring it over Try to make this professional looking. What? No, <laughs> as well as possible. There we go. Okay. So this Ooh. is the cauldron region. Uh, I'm going to let you guys see it now. Like your characters don't really know this much yet, but as you go along and you start talking to people, you'll start hearing other names. But you've already—that's <laughs> one thing I got to change. I kept saying hook nose. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode, I, I, yeah, I kept saying the red hook, nose. Dragon hook nose. So th- there's a reason for that. It's because I'm playing another game, a home game, where one of the characters' names is Dick Nose, and I had that fresh on my brain because we had just played that day. So it's actually Hook Face. That's the name of that red dragon I was telling you about. And you, I, can, I look oh, forward to getting the dragon's name wrong to its Hook Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, Varric could have said Hook Nose. Yeah, where the dragon's actually name is Hook Face and got it all wrong. Yes, possible, very possible. Um, but you can see, like the the trails are now going east to west, where they used to run up by both sides of the layer of the Hook Face. Um, so I don't know if I mentioned how when Hook Face became active, all the uh, the trade routes kind of had to shift away from his area. Um, there's some other names on here: Crazy Jared's Hut and Spire Longshadow. Mm-hmm. You'll, 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 you don't have to worry about that so much now. He's but... where you get low-priced used horses. <laughs> I think that's what I'm thinking. I, like, I need to visit Jared here. <laughs> low-priced used horses and lottery tickets. <laughs> like that implies that somewhere you can get an unused horse, which just frightens me a little bit. <laughs> you know. Wild stallion. <laughs> yeah. So you and Varric are on the back of this, or riding in the cart going up the hill, mm-hmm. and Cauldron is a fortress. Like you're you're going up driving. the side of this, the horses, <laughs> <laughs> the used horses. 
Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Slightly used. So you're going up the side, and uh, Cauldron itself is above the tree line. So you get out of the forest, as you get out of the jungle as you're traveling up. And the road is just wide enough for it to be traveled with a cart comfortably. As in, like, you don't feel like you're teetering on the edge, about to fall into an oblivion. Switches back, okay. back and forth. And you can see, I mean, you can see the walls way, way before you get there. And I think I may have under-described them. These, these are black obsidian walls that are 50 feet tall. Like, these are massive. This is a fortress. And as this, the, the road winds back and forth, going to the gate, um, it narrows to where only one cart width, with a little bit of you know, safety on the sides, is enough to get into the gate area before it opens back up to go through the gates. The gates are enormous. It's not like it's the width of this road, but like it narrows very much. So it's it's very looks like it's very defensible, designed not to be taken. You know, goes right up, and there are a couple of guards, um, kind of lackadaisically walking about the front gate. The gates are wide open. Um, it's it's high noon. The rain hasn't started yet. Most of the rains in this area hit in the afternoons. Uh, one of the guards kind of just walks up. He just Casual, you know, he's not like a, he doesn't come up with a burrowed frow or frow, burrowed frow, doing his eyes that way. Uh, he just comes up, puts his hands up. Hold, please. Varric pulls up the reins. Business or pleasure? Varric goes. Well, I'm, I'm here to see the blacksmith. I've got some delivery. The guard kind of looks over at Caldoun. Now, Caldoun, I don't remember. Do you? kind of keep a cape do you keep a hood i don't remember if you mask your i have a hooded cloak but i also have disguised self are you currently uh, disguised so i am um when i first met varick i was also disguised as a as just a human uh-huh. um but during i can only keep that up for a little while because it only lasts for an hour <clears throat> so after our initial meeting you know on the ride up here to to cauldron you know i had to break it to him it's like look you know, this is not what I really look like. Here's why, you know, I'm in disguised. So he knows this is not what I look like. And I, I told him, look, I'm going to disguise myself as we go on the door so weird things don't happen. So right now I look like a human. So you have shown your actual face to Varric. I have, yes. Okay. Uh, well, when that <laughs> happened... <laughs> I just, I just imagine Let's hit, rewind. hitching hit, hit, a ride from somebody, and then like as you get to the border crossing, you're like, oh, just hang on a second, I need to put my mask on so that they don't recognize me. <laughs> Touch up my makeup. <laughs> this is a person that met you today. Yeah, yeah you just ride along, telling stories. <laughs> he looks over, and all of a sudden the magic wears off, and this gaunt, noseless face shows up. And I think yeah. you know most people might react. Poorly. Well, no, I told I, I told him before the magic dropped because okay. he knew I'm a, he knew I could cast spells. True, obviously, because yep. he saw yep. me fix the wagon wheel. Yep. So I, I break it to him. I say, "Look, you know, I'm wearing a magical disguise. It's about to drop. I'm just letting you know I'm not human." So I explain it to him because he seems like a pretty nice guy. He is, and he actually kind of take it with stride. It's it, almost matter of fact. You know, there's different people. You know that kind of thing. Um, he does warn you that this is kind of a human primary human human populated area the city uh, probably won't be harassed but you'll be you'll, you'll draw attention so just keep that in mind you know as we go up well i guess i i would ask him as we approach you know before we're out of sight of the gate but before we get to the gate i would ask him say what do you think should i go in like this or should i go in disguised well and i'm going to do whatever he says 
Okay, how long can you keep that disguise up? An hour. How often? Like, is this something you cast as a spell? Uh, like, how does it work? Like, if you're going to run it's, around... It's a spell. So, for for Matt's... Is it, what, first level spell, lasts an hour? You can cast it a couple of times a day? It's a first level spell, lasts an hour, yes. Um, I have two slots. <clears throat> I can recover one, so I could technically cast it three times. Okay. It only has a material... It only has a material component. It's a really weird spell, which you just kind of you just kind of rub your face and boom, what you disguise. What do you rub it with? So, um, <laughs> I, I, I actually rub it with my my uh, the crystal, my focus, but without it, it's actually makeup. Okay, material component is makeup. Uh, well, you know, he he, Varric uh, just kind of looks at you in your natural form. You do kind of look like an elf. Um, like I said, you, nobody's gonna. You're not gonna get arrested. You're not gonna get really harassed. You, some people might say a few things, but I, I don't think you need to fear for your life. It's just a matter of what you want to deal with. All right. So in that case, I mean, if I'm not gonna, if I'm not kill on sight, then I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go in the door looking normal, okay. looking like myself. All right. And I'll save disguise self for hiding. Okay. So you guys approach on the wagon to the guard, to the uh, the gate. The guard stops you, and you know he very says what he said. And he looks over. The guard looks over at Khaldun, and he does just you know you got your cape up or your hood up. It's blocking mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's pretty obvious. Like unless yes, it's it's obvious that you look a little different. And he does kind of look at you strange, and you don't have a nose. So he just looks at you. and Are you all right? I am fine. How are you? Thank you for asking. I'm well. I'm well. Uh, just you don't have a nose. You're sure you're fine. I do have a nose? It's just very small. <laughs> he squints. See, look. I, I, I lean a little. I lean into him. See, look. See, look. We have visual humor small. with this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he nods. He, he looks back over his shoulder and, and nods at the other one. Uh, there is a gate price. It's a taxation. It's a silver apiece for anybody coming through. I must ask for that before you pass. And he just um, kind of waits for. And you see, Varric, I pay Varric, mine, and I pay. I pay Varric's. I pay Varric's as well. Oh well, Varric, thank you very much. Very kind of you. And because you saw Varric was pulling, like it was nothing for Varric. Like it's obvious this is a very normal thing for the gates of yeah. Cal, of uh, Cauldron. So you pull out your two silver, hand over, guard nods, welcome to Cauldron, and he steps aside. Uh, Opens up, and you're entering from the western gate uh, of Cauldron. So, on the map, okay. kind of. Oh crap! I can't. Oh, I got I got five pack pictures of Cauldron going. So this is the western <laughs> gate on this side. Yeah, I see. Um, it yep. As you're passing by, the the guard looks at you and said, "Do you have a profession? Is there anywhere anything you're looking for?" I am looking for work. Uh, I'm a, a blacksmith. I'm actually really good at forming weapons and armor. Um, I'm also a scholar. So, if, you know, if anybody needs any sort of research done, I can do that as well. All right. Uh, well, you've got a good man here for the blacksmith, and he'll take you to the blacksmith if you want to join him. Um, we do have a... Uh, a school here in Cauldron that has various different uh, 
areas of learning, including magic, but mostly <laughs> history and artifice. Um, probably not a good time now to go visit. It's during class time. It's where all the kind of the rich kids go to school, you know. So right now it's noon, maybe at lunch, but you can probably check back later. Go see if they have anything, any kind of work okay. for you. Where would be a good place to find a room? Uh, Drunken Morkoff. It's over. It's uh, uh, it's on North pardon? North Obsidian. The, the Drunken Morkoff. Drunk Morkoff. Yeah. Do I know what a Morkoff is? Uh, give me a knowledge nature or yeah, knowledge nature check. All right, just one second. So my nature is oh plus three. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. You've heard of them, but you can't quite place it. Not sure what it is. You know it's okay, a so it's a creature. thing, it's, it's not a person. creature. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Drunk and Morcross. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Uh and it's uh northwest obsidian. If you go pretty much That's out the, the outer gates, ring. It is the outer ring. Forgot you're not from here. So the outermost ring is obsidian, it goes to magma, goes to Okay. Obsidian. That's where kind of uh, the most money, the wealthiest people are. The closer you get to the lake, the less money there is to be had. It's where the the, the poorer folk live, closer to the lake, probably because of the smell. Okay. And you're looking, you're looking past the gate, the and I have a small nose. You're <laughs> it doesn't block anything. <laughs> you look in, you look into uh, cauldron, and first thing you notice is the buildings are all. Like multi multi storied, like three four stories a piece. It, it, they're almost walls themselves, and all the roads are have a have a inclination of about thirteen degrees. They're all extremely steep. All right now, it's all kind of dried mud. Um, okay, and so the it, rain it, washes into the crater. Yeah, and it follows. So you're, you know you can see the, the map here. The water just follows the roads, and just goes down to the crater. But that's also where all everybody's refuse and chamber pots and things like that all gets dumped out, yep. and it rains every single day, every afternoon. Um, even it doesn't matter. See, you know, it's, this is a tropical area, but every afternoon it rains, which is actually quite helpful. Um, and down around the crater lake, uh, you'll find out that there, the city itself pays the various different churches to go down to Crater Lake and purify the water of all the refuse that goes down there. So the lake itself is kept pristine by the clergy of uh, Cauldron. Um, but the Drunken Morkoth actually is just right around the corner. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate the information. Um, and as we ride in, I ask Eric about... You are here. <laughs> it's a very informative guard. The ping. <laughs> um... <laughs> I asked Varric about is so he he I think I heard him start to say the word guild. So is is cauldron made up of guilds? Like is there a blacksmith guild and a, that kind of thing? Ish, but there's not okay. enough of different. There, there's only one blacksmith really in town. Okay, there might right. be a few others that do their own thing, but like if you say where's the blacksmith, you only think of the one blacksmith. I got it. Does okay, that make sense. Um, uh-huh. And Varric, uh, Varric 
takes the wagon on down, goes around the, tr- the, the road, pulls up to the Morkoth and says, I'm going to go drop some of this stuff off. Why don't you go check in, get yourself a room. If you want to meet me later, I'll introduce you to the blacksmith. I'll be there for the rest okay. of the afternoon. And where is the blacksmith? Uh, it is in northeastern ash or magma. It is uh, over here. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I thank him again. And I walk into the inn. I'll see you soon. And we'll fade there. Okay. Fares on. Same setting, same scene. You know, it's it's noon. It's mm-hmm. always noon. Back you, of a wagon. Back, <laughs> back of a wagon. Your face falls off and it reveals that you're a, a, a noseless, <laughs> creepy skull beast. No, you're just hoofing it. You're hoofing up this road. Uh, and you see the same description. You see these 50-foot obsidian walls. And I didn't mention it, but there are gate. Uh, God, I keep clicking the wrong map. There are gate towers all around the map, okay. all around the wall, as well as I'm not a gate tower, but uh, guard towers, as well are as the arrow slits on the inside or the outside. Both. Yes, both. <laughs> um, and you approach the same western gate. Okay. You see the same two guardsmen. There's one that's over in the corner. He's piddling with something, like he's sharpening his stone axe or something. And the other one that's been walking around looks up from what he was doing, sees you walking up the 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 hill towards the gate, and you see him just kind of like wide-eyed, reaching back like to the air, trying to get the attention of the other guy behind him. He's he's backing up slowly, and he finally just taps him on the shoulder, and the other one just turns around, and looks like. What and he sees you walking up, and both of them, their eyes are just huge. <laughs> they, and they they're not taking that offensive, but they're definitely on guard. And the same one walks up. They are guards. They are guards. Um, what's up at you? He's on guard. Can I help you, giant? <laughs> he backs up a little bit. Farazan looks at the, looks at, looks down at one and looks down at the other and says, "I am here in search of wisdom." Excellent. <laughs> Good. Uh, you're welcome to Cauldron. I I must warn you, uh, we are a semi peaceful town. Please don't start any problems. I'm sorry, but I have to charge you a silver. I hope you don't mind. He's kind of <laughs> nervous, sir. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's travel tax into the town. Please. He, he just he, he doesn't say anything. He just reaches in and pulls out the silver and hands it to them. He grabs it, puts it in a pocket. Uh, can I ask if you're looking for work or? What your business? I'm not being nosy. It's just my job. <laughs> he says, I understand. This must be your custom. Yes. <laughs> he says, I am here on a quest, on a mission, looking for wisdom. Are you an adventurer type? You could say that. So, quick cut. This is Greyhawk, 
adventuring mm-hmm. adventurer is an actual profession. So, you know, it, someone asks you, are you an adventurer? It is actually a known profession, kind of like a rock star, you know, uh, You've got the guards who go after the people who rob the stores and and you know make ruckus. You've got the adventurers who go like Witcher. You got the adventurers who go after the after the monsters and the things that the guard just can't handle. So, little yeah. backstory there about the adventurer. Um, well, if you're looking for lodging, the Drunken Morkoth is the adventurer's chosen place. There's a a board up for jobs and things of that nature. Wisdom. I have none, so I can't help you with that. Uh, sorry. Um, and he's 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 it's like nice backing up, backing away, backing out of your way, uh, kind of, you know, showing you to the, the way through the gate. He he, <clears throat> kind of looks, you know, looks through the gate a little bit, and he kind of looks him up and down, and he says, "Where would I find enlightenment?" From a phone. <laughs> Deep within the phone, you will find all the enlightenment you can imagine. Rings a bell. <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> uh, I, a little I, parrot lands on his head <laughs> or lands on his shoulder. I, I'm really, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 literally, no one's ever asked me that before, ever. It is my privilege to be the first. Yes, it is. Meditate on your life choices. Um, there are several several churches. People go there for insight and wisdom. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. St. Cuthbert, Waj, uh, Weejoss. Um, there are several. You're big. Maybe you want to go to the... Uh, the temple of the gladiators. I don't know what kind of wisdom says, you're looking for. He says, I will go to, what was the name of the drunken, drunken, drunken Morkoth. 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 He says, I will go to the inn and inquire further. That you already have wisdom. <laughs> I have gained something from you. Thank you. And he backs out of your way, and the other, and they're both the other one's kind of slack jawed. Like you're what seven foot two, bald white. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I mean, just the biggest, most imposing thing they've ever seen. Yeah. So he's just he was just nodding the whole time with the other ones talking. Like, yep, yep. So you hit in, go through the gates. Same description. Mm-hmm. The the roads are super steep dried mud right now go around the corner and you find the drunken morkoth okay and we'll come um, go ahead I, 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 let me ask you real quick sure sure you said all all of the the rains um drain down the roads yes okay so this is jamie asking the question not Farazan, because <clears throat> Farazan hadn't thought about this but i'm assuming <laughs> do they drain the lake no, they do not. They skim it. Yeah, okay. they, oh, I mean, there'd be enough evaporation to prevent it from flooding. If, if that's where you're going with it, I was just wondering if every like two <laughs> or three years they have to just build up. You know, maybe. <laughs> well, they they. I built a tower and it fell over. There's another tower and it fell over. <laughs> There'll be no singing. No, no, no. <laughs> so you're not sure. I mean, uh, 
Well, I'm not sure. You're not sure. But looking at the map, there are docks. You know, so the yeah. water level does seem to maintain a semblance of uh, you know of equilibrium through the rains, and, and it's hot. Like it is, it is. It's you're in the jungle, and it's the altitude's pretty high, but it's still even this high. It's very very hot. Um, and you imagine, you know, well, Jamie would imagine that the uh, evaporation, like Mike was saying, would take off the water as the water comes in. Honestly, when I read that about the city, the first thing I thought was, when do they run out of mud? Yeah, you know, I mean, but you know, infinite mud in a volcano, I guess. Magic, <laughs> yeah, magic. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I'm just thinking that maybe there's a, there's a, a drain somewhere, you know, it's dripping down into the uh, lava or something, or magma. That's the young maw of a worm, a really big worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This Sorry, is, this I didn't is, mean to give that away. It's a big dune worm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you figured it out. Crate, crate dragon. Time sort to go like. the Chronicles of Worms now. <laughs> All right, we're going to cut from Ferzon and we'll go to Tarathiel. Remind me, am I saying that right? Tarathiel, yes. That's correct. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, God, I did it again. How so, many pinkies does he have? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Um, Serious acting chops there. He lopped it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trathiel, you are actually in the Drunken Morkoth um, because that seems to be what you've discovered since you've been there. You've been in Cauldron now probably about two weeks. Uh, you were doing mm-hmm. your hustle and you, know, you kind of got busted by those uh, thugs. Lost your pinky, you took off running, you know, did what you had to do. Um, uh, but I, I gained a pinky as well, but uh, I can't use that one. Right. <laughs> that one you just put behind your ear, like I got my yeah, yeah. Right. I keep losing it. I don't know why. I forget it's behind my ear. Um, <laughs> the Drug of Morkoth is actually kind of like a neutral area. You know, you, you, you figured this out just by talking with people throughout town. And when I say neutral area, I mean neutral area in regards to the Thieves' Guilds. The right. kinds of people that cut people's pinkies up. Yes. Now they are allowed there, but it's kind of a known thing that you don't. You come here to conduct business because even between the thieves guilds, <coughs> there are more than one. Um, this is the best place to conduct business. They they still sell and buy. They may be at each other's ends at odd ends, but this is a neutral place. So it's a safe place. You're in a happy mm-hmm. place. You know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> And this fine afternoon, as it happened, as always happens with stories when you're talking about heroes, a hero walks through the door. So you're inside the Drunken Morkoff. You're on the ground level. It's a three-story tavern inn. Um, It's probably got some of the most, um, the cleanest rooms for the money that you pay. It's it's the most affordable, good bang for your buck tavern inn in the in the cauldron right so that's why and they do that yeah. you, you know you come to find out because they want adventurers to come there they don't want them to feel like they're being gouged food's not bad you know it's soup fresh yesterday kind of thing um but one of the interesting things about any of the of the taverns and the the alcohols that they have here is it's a lot of tropical drinks you've got 
pina colada types and fruity drinks and things like that. You've got sweet meads. You've got sweet ales that are created with the fruits, uh, you know, banana, pineapple, coconut. So most anywhere else you go in Greyhawk, these prices would be out the roof. But Mm -hmm. this stuff is, is harvested at the base of the mountain. So normal ale is no more expensive. It's just all the these big fruity good drinks are also pineapple liqueur yeah mm-hmm. or you know like a, a banana shiraz or you know things like that so and one of the most Is favorite umbrella in that uh, yeah it what's well, a pina colada for sure you know like you got like a whole pineapple hanging off the side of it like a bloody mary that has a steak attached you know you've seen those <laughs> um yeah <laughs> it's a full meal it's spicy and good it's um, the pinky floating in it. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> you started it. Yeah, I did. You're going to leave like a trail of pinkies everywhere you go. Yeah, that's my calling card now. Um, one of the uh, the most uh, favorite dishes for dessert is banana foster. So go mm. figure. Um, but like I said, good prices. You, you can stay here if you want. There are cheaper places. Uh, most of the cheaper places are common rooms though and you do know for a fact that one of the common rooms is run by another guild mm-hmm. um, and they do not guarantee the safety of your items no no bodily harm but it's it's kind of a well-known thing that if you stay there there's a good chance you might get robbed and it's probably by the people that run the place so the yeah. drunken morkoff is the place to go particularly for travelers and adventurers um one of the things about the Drunken Morkoff is outside, there is an actual uh, job board. And a lot of the jobs are just mundane jobs. Uh, you know, needing help cleaning up this or need help harvesting the, the banana, things like that. Just mundane, everyday jobs for seasonal workers and things like that. But there's a separate, smaller side that actually has a venture board above it. And currently, there is one up there, but it's been marked out. Um, it was kind of written shorthand. Uh, some gnome was needing help cleaning out the basement of his tower to create his brewery, and that was <laughs> that one's been taken care of and marked off the list. Uh, but there's no other current jobs right now. Um, yeah. So inside, and as you're inside, you're having lunch this afternoon, and you see Caldoon. Could you re-describe yourself? Because I, I, I'm having a hard time remember. I know your your race, and that's about it. He doesn't have a nose. No nose. <laughs> very, very small. Very small nose. No nose. So how does he smell? Caldoon. Terrible. terrible. Uh, he's tall. He's not Frazan tall, but he's he's tall and thin. Um, has yellow skin. He's gaunt. Um, red hair, kind of spiky, bright blue eyes. Um, he, you know, he walks with confidence. Um, looks around. Like he's taken in the area, uh, he's wearing a uh, uh, a um, cloak, like a light cloak and a hood. He has the hood up, but he's not like deep in shadows. He just has the kind of hood up, you know. So if you were to see him from the rear, he's just like a tall, like a tall human walking away. Um, and uh, he has a large, large being about five to six foot, about six foot long actually, um, bundle strapped to his back and it's it's long and thin but it's wrapped in cloth and sort of tied up with a a bit of string and 
he's walking with a quarter staff. <clears throat> so he looks like a, he looks like a caster. Very obvious. So Keldon, you come in. You've just been dropped off by uh, Varric, and it is lunch. Um, and the smoot, the smoot, the food in here smells actually really well, really good. Well, good. Good. And not to chew it though. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you can't smell things. Um, yeah, Captain America smells well. <laughs> so we got a picky good. guy and a nose guy. What's Fares on going to be? Um, the big. <laughs> the big guy <laughs> with a big nose and pinky knees makes everybody jealous. Uh, He's just picking his nose with his pinky. <laughs> you've, been, you've been eating like scavenged underdark worms and fungus and hardtack for the last yes. two weeks. So you mm-hmm. can hear and smell of food is just intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And in here, you uh, so you've got the the tavern proper. There's half a dozen tables. There's a long bar. There's a barkeep, uh, kind of a middle-aged, uh, port-bellied uh, human with dark hair. Always seem to be washing the same glass. But there is a, 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 a pretty young, like a young, late early twenties uh, blonde girl, very pretty who seems to be the waitress, who kind of floats around like a, an absent-minded butterfly. Like, it's almost like she's bouncing off the tables and, you know, okay. uh, just very flighty. I I, I, uh, I thought about uh, doing the whole casting them from a, a famous actor or actress, and the only thing I can think of is the, the girl from um, Harry Potter who was just kind of ditzy and like, uh, I can't remember. Oh, Luna Lovegood? Luna Lovegood. If anything you can think of, you think of Luna Lovegood style, like how she's okay. just kind of like, oh, no, 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 and just kind of floating around, taking orders and uh-huh. things like that. You hear her talking. She's got this really soft, high-pitched voice and just kind of nods and just, it's like she's just ephemeral and floating throughout the tavern. And you see the stairs, uh, Obviously, go upstairs to the second and third floor where you assume the tavern uh, or the uh, the ends, the rooms are of the inn. Um, pretty full. And the interesting thing, though, is she does not look like everybody else. The people in this region, and really in Greyhawk in general, are all either um, like Middle Eastern skin style. Like everybody's dark hair, dark skin, squat, you know, dark eyed. Or Eastern Indian or Western, you know, everybody's of of a darker complexion. You don't have very many, quote, Anglo style or looking people like the three or four of us. Um, She sticks out like a sore thumb. She is blonde, blue haired, uh, very pale skin. You don't know enough about the region, but you tell she is not of the same cut as everybody else. Did you say blonde Human and blue haired? Did you mean blue eyed? Did I? No, blonde, blonde eyed, blue haired. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Stop. But that. she's human. Go back. Go forward. As far as she's human. Tell. Everybody here, everybody you've seen so far has been human. Um, okay. However, when you do walk in, you see your first non human sitting, you know, just in the inn, in the tavern somewhere, just sitting having lunch. Um, have a seat. Wait for the waitress. She walks over. Hello, I'm Nalini. Would you like something to eat? What? what? Nalini. Sorry, what was your name? Nalini. Alini. Nalini. N-A-L-I. I look at her. Nalini. Okay, Nalini. Nalini. Uh, 
I would like some meat. Cooked, please. Show. Human. <laughs> what kind of meat do you have? Uh, right now we have uh, beef. Mostly chunks That's for the good. stew. I'll take that. Just the beef. I just, I just, yes, I, I would like some meat, um, and something to drink. What do you have to drink? Ale. Ale sounds good. Ale. Yes. Some meat, cooked meat, and some ale, please. Show. And she flitters off like a wandering butterfly again. She walks over to the, the bar, um. And as she's walking away, getting your food, you kind of hear the creaking of the wood around the door (laughs) before anything actually walks in through the door. And ducking its head in, one of the largest bipedal creatures you've ever seen. Seven feet. Well, Farazan, please describe yourself. Okay. Um, So, officially... And by officially, it's written down on a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> seven feet, eight inches tall, 350 pounds from the northeast. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> he is um, mostly, his skin is mostly a dull gray. Uh, he has what almost look like metal ridges along parts of his body, like long, you know, uh, cheekbones or, um, you know, the eyebrow line. Stuff like that. They look, um, you know, almost tattooed or, or, or you know, uh, inked, inked on to him somehow. But they have a sheen to them, almost metallic. Um, he has, well, in the picture, unfortunately, that's not right. But he's got long, uh, silvery hair that's almost metallic looking again. And then um, a long, so they're braided. And so along, there's sections of it that have metal rings around them. So they're kind of kept back at the back of his head. And then <clears throat> he has um, armor, uh, ch- chainmail armor. And then over that, some loose-fitting clothing, earth-toned. Um, his arms are bare, you know, pretty muscular. Um, but, I mean, you know, he's seven feet tall, so you would assume he has to be at least strong enough to walk around. <laughs> So, but pretty um, kind of neutral. On I get that face. all the time. Kind of, what's that? <laughs> I, said, I get that all the time. <laughs> you look strong enough to walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're sure bigger guy. Just by definition, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be stronger. Right, right. I don't even exercise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a squad. I am the Bruce he, is, he is the Bruce Squad. Yes, he's got yeah tattoo across his forehead says Bruce Squad. Where's no. your Holocaust cloak? Uh, what? Oh. Where's your Holocaust cloak? <laughs> Why did you tell me? So you see the same scene. Um, rather busy, common folk, as described, like the the the, the um, nationality wise. And you see Nalini; she's floating around. Um, you do see. Khaldun's character, and you also see another non-human in here. And Terethiel, if you wouldn't mind describing yourself again, please. Sure. Um, Terethiel is five foot two, about one hundred and fifty-ish pounds. 
slim, pale, brown hair, green eyes. Uh, he's got scars across his face, almost like he's been slashed by an, by an animal of some description. Uh, and his hair is shaved on one side, kind of where the scars go into it. Oops, sorry. Uh, he's dressed in brown cloth and, and leather. And uh, when when Kaldun comes in, he's kind of eating his salad. He's, he's eating left-handed, despite being right-handed, because he had an incident recently with his right hand. But when Keldun comes in, his his right hand kind of drops under the table, in part to hide the fact that he's missing a finger because it's some a way to identify him, uh, but in part to rest his hand on one of the two daggers at his side. And uh, when when uh, Ferzan comes in, he stops eating his salad and he's now just paying <laughs> paying a lot of attention to what's going on in the room. Uh, he looks he looks young, but being an elf, uh, he's got pointed ears, so he's clearly an elf. But being an elf, that's that might be deceiving. Might not be as young as he looks. And so the the patrons, the 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 people of Cauldron, they see you know Tarathiel, When you weigh a man, they kind of looked at you. Of the three of the three of you, you look the most human. Probably fairer skin than the most around here, which isn't a huge thing. It's just you're not you ain't from around these parts. So you yeah. walk in, and you're the first one that's been there, and you get kind of a couple of glances and you know a little head nod. And, they go back to their business, and you sit down. And then Khaldun comes in, and people look up. At, you know, every time someone walks in, everybody looks. And they, their eyes linger a little longer, staring kind of at his, quote, noseless face. <laughs> he goes and sits down, and they, it's kind of the same thing. It's very, uh, these people are just hard workers. They're eating, you, you don't propose much of a threat. They just kind of look at you and go about their business. Ferzan walks in, and <laughs> half of them stop eating. Some of them kind of sit back, like waiting for something to happen. Fair, you know, Ferzan walks through, and I don't know, Ferzan, are you? I don't. What, what are you planning on doing when you get here? Like you, you have the room, you have gathered everyone's attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, since he's from you know a mountain community, and this is all kind of new to him. Um, he will look around. I mean, is there like a hostess, but just uh, Nile or whatever? Nalini? Yeah, you see her. Nalini. She's the obvious uh, waitress and she's bouncing around from table to table. Okay. Um, he she, does, will... she doesn't seat you, though. You kind of go in and find your own seat. Is that what you're asking? Well, no. So um, he. This, this, this is a bit different for him. He, um, you know. Again, the Goliaths are sort of isolated, and then his last, I think, six months was spent in a monastery. Um, so this is his first, you know, big city trip for, you know, good old, <laughs> good old fares on. Good country boy. So he he will, you know, walk, step toward the um, server, and he says, "I need a room." She looks up at you and just kind of flutters her eyebrows a little bit show just go talk to go talk to the bartender he'll get you a he'll get you a room are you hungry i am not okay and she flitters off and he will make his way over to the bartender he stops and he's he's been eyeing you the whole time you know you walk in looks up at you can I help you? His voice I cracks need. a little. I room. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, 
Just a standard room? Yeah, extra large bed. <laughs> <laughs> we have king-size beds. They are a bit more expensive. Yeah, he, he'll say, what are the options? We have regular rooms, and we have king-size rooms, or suites, but they're just a little bigger bed. I think bigger would be better, don't I, you think? Yes, I do, 100%. How many nights would you like to stay? I do not know. Well, we could do night for night. Would you like just to rent a room for one night tonight? Yes. And you want the king-size bed, right? Yes. He's nodding yes, like trying to give a subliminal message. <laughs> uh, you want this, yeah. don't you? Excellent. That will be five silver, please. Ooh. I don't know how much gold I have. <laughs> I should probably check. One. <laughs> yeah, one. You should have like 10 or 15 starting characters uh, based on your background. Okay. I believe I've got 10. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, so that should be fine. I'm missing one silver from the uh, from the gate guard shack. So, ah, no, I have five. Okay. So, yeah, I'll give him five silver. Thank you, sir. Um, he turns around, fiddles, opens a little, uh, like a key box, pulls out a key. Up on the top floor, you're the uh, room number eight. You have a thank you. You have a continental breakfast for you in the morning, consisting of bananas and water. <laughs> is it clean water? Yes, it is, sir. It is clean water. It's cleaned every day by the priests of We Jazz Paylords at Cuthbert. And we get it fresh from the crater every morning. Thank you. <laughs> it's not pea oh, water. Just a- it just occurs to me how recycled that is. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. right. That's good. That's good. Uh, sir, may I get uh, your name for our ledger? He Does he offer, like, write it down or just tell him? Just tell him. He's, he's holding the ledger with a pen in his hand. My name is Fairzon Kalrektamasha. Fairzon. Got it. welcome to the drunken morkoff and now you you look around and now that the you know everybody's it and it's obvious that the rest of the patrons once you start talking to the bartender and he's not like freaking out he's having a conversation with you they all kind of settle down and go back to eating like you know so the you're getting very much the impression that the drunken Morkoth is a place for adventurers and that strange people come here quite a bit. Okay. People stare like, like, like a celebrity walks in. They look at you and they're like, that's different. You know, what's this person? And you know, what's their story? But it's like living in Hollywood. You see somebody come in every other day. You learn not to bother them. Not so much because you want to piss them off, but adventurers might kill you. So they they look at you, they understand who you are, they nod acknowledgement, but then they give you your space. That's kind of the feeling yeah. you get from here. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. But like you, you spoke with Nalini, and she spoke with you. You talked to the barkeep. He was a bit nervous, but he talked to you. He was very friendly with you. So you, you get that feeling of standoffishness, but if you approach them, they'll talk to you. Okay. 
And um, so before he turns and leaves, he will ask, um, he'll ask the same sort of, you know, looking for enlightenment question. Well, uh, well, uh, you mean education, uh, spiritual, what do you lose weight? <laughs> you want to enlighten your gut? <laughs> what do you mean? What, what, can you give me some idea? So I search for knowledge and wisdom. I do not know of what type. I believe that the universe will guide me to what I need. But you know Cauldron. I do. Um, so let me just give you a couple of names. Maybe that'll help you. We've got several churches in town. And we also have the Academy, Blue Crater Academy. It's where they teach magic. It's where they teach the students. It's where they have the research libraries. If that's the wisdom you're looking for, that would be a good place to start. Um, spiritual guidance. We just Pelor and St. Cuthbert. They're all gods of different ethos, but all of wisdom and, and learning. Um, not sure what else to tell you. Ask As around. you have told me enough. Good. I'm glad I could help. You said you're staying for three days? He smiles. He laughs. <laughs> I'm joking. That was a joke, my friend. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Please don't crush me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he doesn't he doesn't laugh like he doesn't quite understand it. So it went over his head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way too fast. So he, when he says that he's laughing and he was he's actually being genuinely like jovial about yeah. it. But yeah, he yeah. sees you not laughing, and he just kind of, uh, good sir, I I am joking. Uh, I know you want one one night only. I, I have your five silver. Uh, I've got you in the ledger. You just pay as you stay. There's no, there's no reason, no fuss. If you leave tomorrow, that's fine. I understand. Oh, great! He <laughs> picks up the same glass and starts cleaning it, and gets extremely busy at the end of the bar doing nothing. <laughs> okay. Wait until you wait until you try and check out, and they confuse your bill with the other fares out because they didn't write down your last name. <laughs> <laughs> Such kind of name. Right. <laughs> I gotta yeah. remember ordering these drinks. <laughs> all seventy-five of them. I didn't watch that show. Why is it on the go? So, everybody's eating lunch. Uh, Fairzon, you've got a, a place to stay for the night. Tarathiel, mm-hmm. Caldoun, any plans for the day? Mm, well, I'm going to get a room okay. first. All right. And yeah, watch out for the barkeep, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mean one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm probably gonna I'm gonna head over to the blacksmith and see what I can do about getting some kind of employment. I okay. guess I'll I'll check the board on the way out. But um, first of all, I'm gonna go up to the barkeep and I'd like a room. You know, it's uh, any particular number of days you want to go as day by day. I'm going to go day by day. I, I'm new to the area, so I really don't know what I'm going to be doing here soon. All right. Um, we only have regular rooms left. The, the enormous gentleman that just walked away took our only king-size bed. Um, I'm they're, glad. They're three silver a night. 
Okay. Does that include meals? Yes, we have an amazing continental breakfast in the morning. It consists of bananas and fresh water. <laughs> I'm not familiar with bananas. Is that uh, he from the a cow? cow? Pulls one out. It's fruit. Fruit. He peels it, oh. breaks off a piece, and hands it to I you. See. Try. It's a right. very common food it. in this area. It's a it, it well. It's a banana. It's a banana. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, the best mm, banana you've ever had really in your entire good. life. Is this a normal size for a banana? <laughs> yeah, fresh bananas are actually really good. Um, so, yeah, I've never had a banana before. This really the rest of it. Joy. You should be very proud of yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he smiles knowingly. Um, <laughs> Blake, like, yeah. <laughs> You're a strange person. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'll go up to my room, check it out. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to leave anything there. Just, you know, familiar oh, myself, familiarize myself with the location. It's a pretty simple room. Um, you know, bed, bedside table, chamber pot, mirror, that kind of stuff. Look at the board. So does the board have, like, is there anything to write? Would I have to bring my own, like, paper and quill to leave a note? Um, or is there something here, like maybe some paper and some charcoal or whatever to write? On the board? If there's not, I'll go to the bartender and ask him if I can borrow a quill and some... I want to leave a note on the board. Uh, no, there's nothing there available. So, yeah. And the, the bartender, he's... Oh, sure. And he hands you uh, ink and paper. No problem. Just bring me back the pen when you finish, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. So I write a, a scribble a note. It's really simple. Um, and tack it to the board. <clears throat> Uh, saying that there, if there are any um, uh, spellcasters that are interested in trading spells, to leave a message with the barkeep, and we'll sit down and swap spells. Okay, you write the note, and then yep, tack it up there, and then I head out to the blacksmith. All right, Trathiel, anything? I mean, Tarathiel's kind of found himself in a bit of a bind because he knows that there are people out to get him, but he doesn't know who they are. So I think he's already been staying here and he's just staying night to night at the moment. Right. Um, and he's, he's kind of looking for a way out of this situation. Like he knows this place is safe, but he doesn't know where else he can go in the city. And being one man alone, he might be looking for not necessarily companionship, but a, an excuse to hang out with other people. Mm-hmm. Um. And so he's been watching the board, looking for a job to come up that he can kind of fall in with some other people working on something. Uh, so when Kaldun puts up a note, I think you wait until Kaldun leaves and then get up and, and go and investigate it and go, oh, crap. Like, that's, <laughs> this, this doesn't help me. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for mages to swap spells <clears throat> with, but I also, I've left a way to contact me. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. The, the answer service behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I think other than that, he's he will head out into the city, but he's a bit more careful once he leaves this place to to try and not be seen, and is is trying to gather information, but to do it without coming into contact with people because he doesn't know who he can be in contact with safely. So, so gathering information from the town without talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> 
doing chair. a lot of listening. Doing <laughs> a lot of listening. Yeah, I, yeah, I, listening. I get you. I get you. Walk, <laughs> yeah, just walking around. A lot of watching, a lot of listening, uh, specifically looking for any of the people that I might recognize from that night. Um, well. But they're all wearing masks, so that's difficult. <laughs> um, I, I, that was a little misleading. It was face paint, but it was on thick enough to wear is basically a mask. They, they're using face paint, half black, half white, Harlequin style. And it's on still the, difficult to tell yes, who they are outside yeah, of their it, mask. Yeah, it definitely like, like uh, <clears throat> makes their facial features kind of blend together. It would be difficult. But you do remember that you murdered <laughs> one of them. Yeah, so you don't, I'm hoping you don't yeah. expect to see that one. Um, <laughs> no. I know so, who he is. You have been in town for a while, and you also have been using, uh, you've been doing the, the, the five-card money, or whatever the card game was, so you have no cost for your room at the Morkoth. Essentially, you're okay. not gaining money by doing your game, you're using that money to live. So food Stay board are covered yep. by your, your, your playing of games, right? Um, that being said, that was abruptly, harshly ended last night. Mm-hmm. when you had that uh, little encounter um so yeah i mean you could risk running your yeah you could risk running your game uh but you're kind of in a pickle because your steady stream of meager income but income nonetheless has been canceled um, mm-hmm. so they're you know just fyi and all the jobs that you see on the board they're almost every single one of them is manual labor. It's just you know move this, hay, bale hay, whatever. It's, it's it is just untrained labor, and it's mm-hmm. it's meager money. It's like five copper a day. It's not very much money. Um, yeah, Def- definitely looking for a bigger score than that. So, is there <laughs> anything in particular that you're interested in when you're gathering? Like you know you you oh one thing I did not mention. Um, there is a very obvious. Um, presence of guards they walk in patrols and i don't mean it's like you know gestapo or anything but it's it's a very regular thing to see a group of guardsmen doing their patrols and it's not the same group there's obviously half a dozen patrols walking the perimeter of uh, of cauldron day and night so is fyi it, there. Is it, is, do they have a stronger presence of the obsidian ring than the ash ring by any chance probably probably three times yeah. as many uh, it's because it's a bigger ring, right? Like it's it's more sure, of a perimeter. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the eco- economical <laughs> socioeconomic stash. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I know that I know that I was taken to a building in the Ash Ring. Like I was taken to a building actually even even on Crater Lake, I think, from memory. Yes. But I don't know which one. Well, uh, like you, in, in all the chaos and commotion, I, I may not remember precisely which one it is. Actually, you when you were taken there the first place, when your head was covered in the you know fifteen lefts and fifteen rights, that kind of thing, you got a little mixed mm-hmm. up. But when you left, no, you have a pretty good idea where you were. Yeah, but but when I left, I was being chased, so I don't know whether or not I know the precise building that I was in. But you do. I'm not. Yes, I'm you, not I'm, really I'm certain. You, you, do, you do remember where you came from. Okay. Uh, and and then I'm I'm not certain how safe it is to be around there. So I'm, well, that's, I might be giving that a, that's a, bit a larger of a mystery. <laughs> yeah, I might I might be giving that a uh, giving that a bit of a wide berth for the moment. But okay. I think like you asked about specifics of what I'm looking for, I would like to know more about these people with the with the black and white face paint to try and figure out like who these people are. Okay, so just I, to let I've you got know, an idea conceptually of who they are, but just like. I'm pinging on the map 
it was in this area that you ran from, and you know that if you were to come back here, you'd recognize the building. Okay. Just, just FYI. Um, it, it's because all the uh, discarded pinkies out front. Yeah, right. <laughs> the trail of pinkies you left on the way out. Um, only took only took one. It, it honestly doesn't take much time. Um, really, just a couple of nights in, in some of the the bars where the guardsmen hang out. Um, there's mm-hmm. one in the actually in the northern Obsidian Ring, um, frequented pretty often by guards, and it, it's it, it, it's no real difficulty to figure out who these people. The 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 thieves guild that took your finger are known as the last laugh, like ha 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 laugh last laugh. They're known most obviously by their half black half white harlequin kind of um, face makeup, and the white side goes into the black into like a half smile. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they're the, they're the biggest, uh, thieves guild in cauldron. There's actually really only two, um, major guilds, thieves guilds in cauldron. Um, but the last laugh's the biggest one, but they're like the, 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 the violent one. They're the ones that do the murders. They do the kidnapping. They're the ones that cut people's pinkies off. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> You do know that there is another uh, uh, another thieves guild in town, um, but nobody's you know without actually speaking to somebody asking the name. Nobody actually just says the name out loud. People know the last mm-hmm. laugh because they're a big deal. It's like talking about uh, you know uh, a mob boss. Like people are fascinated by this thing, and it, it's obvious that somewhere there's a little bit of corruption in town. Somebody's being paid off because they kind of somewhat look at the other way as long as it's not heinous murder or things like that. So you feel like that they're ingrained into the cauldron uh, proper and they're big business. They're, they're bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the, for the, for the other one, I think, if there's, if I'm aware that there's another thieves guild out there, I might try and find information on them. But that's kind of a solid plan B because I want to remain as a, I want to remain a free agent if at all possible. And to be honest, <laughs> it's, it's a mistake I can only make nine more times. So, <laughs> well, you got toes. <laughs> toes. Uh, okay. Um, now I don't know if I misunderstood you. Were you tailing Cauldron? Cauldron. Caldoon. No, that, no, no. I, yeah. I was waiting for him to leave so that he wouldn't see me looking at his note. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, this party is actively avoiding one another. Yeah. What's that? In, in in case it didn't pan out, which it kind of didn't. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I, you don't know. I know how to contact him. I just magic. have no reason to yet. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're kind of going to spend then the afternoon doing your information gathering. Is that? Mm-hmm. Is that? Am I, okay. Fairzon, what was your plan for the day? Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, after he, um, you know, made sure he knew which room was his, um, he would sling his back over his shoulder, go downstairs and head back out to the, um, the job board. You know, okay. he's, he's probably seen some of those in his, in his travels. Yeah. Um, pretty common. So anytime he needs, a you know, a couple of gold, he would check in and you said these are all manual Okay, and anything it's literally right up your alley. I mean, it's like <laughs> need 
need manual labor for the afternoon hauling heavy things from point A to point B, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he would note a couple of those okay. um, just to see, because he, he's, he's got a few days of coin before he has to, you know, d- um, delve into that sort of thing. Um, but he would probably just walk around and take in the sights, you know, just to get the lay of the land, as it were. Okay. Um, Look for wisdom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and patience. How long does that take? He's going to walk around and smash all of the pottery. Yeah. <laughs> Cuddle yeah. grass. Friendly yeah. like Are there any potions in this? There could be a potion in this. I drink it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so you did go back and look at the, the job board, and you did notice that there was this kind of an odd uh, job asking for other wizards to, to trade spells with. Um, Okay. Can't really say that it's new to you because you know you just got here, but it doesn't really mesh with the rest of the jobs of just basic labor, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. I, I wouldn't say he's looking for anything extraordinary, um, but if if nothing was like, you know, go help protect this village from a dragon attack, um, you know, obviously when. Uh, that's kind of sort of up his unusual radar, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, otherwise he will walk around and essentially just randomly choose a direction each time he comes to the intersection. Okay. And then we will jump over to Khaldun. Um, okay. I gave you kind of uh, a little off. The mark, the uh, blacksmith is more in the southern, southeastern ash area down here 24 so oh cauldron itself is almost a mile in diameter it's a big area that's big yeah it's uh, i think it's maybe a 750 feet shy of a mile diameter something like that so it's almost a mile diameter it's an enormous enormous city um and there are actual like rickshaw kind of things like taxi ish kind of uh, available if you want to take those anytime. Um, two or three copper a piece to get you to the other side of town if you choose to do that. But it's no problem they, to go on foot. Like, you know, you can yeah, travel. They probably way. avoid fares on, though. Yeah, you'd probably get charged quadruple. <laughs> I told the fuck off. <laughs> Just imagine you riding down the street with one foot in each one, like you said, two yeah. side by side. Skates. <laughs> like uh, like Ant Man when that. Kneeboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> uh, Alright, you head over to the smithy. It is uh, Gornazarn Smithy is the name of it. And Gornazarn? G-U-R-N-E-Z-A-R-N Gornazarn's Smithy. Okay. And walk inside and you hear the sounds of multiple smiths, multiple hammers on anvil. Oh, um, cool. One of the first things you notice, which kind of sticks out in Cauldron, is Gornazon is a dwarf. And you see him back in the back. And he's not actually himself doing any of the work at this point. He looks like he's got a few apprentices working on a few items. It's a big, big smithy. Like, it takes up... Well, you can see on the map, it, it's a fairly large building. Um, 
it's as big as some of the churches that you passed on the way here. Like it's a large building. And as it turns out, it's the only true Smith dedicated to Smithy in town. Um, the things they produce mostly is uh, labor items. Um, and the quality Plows, is... Plows, axes, yeah, shovels. Yeah, things like that. Um, he does have weapons, but the quality that it looks like he's producing is made for function versus like... It's not bad quality at all. It's just not pretty. You know, it's it's made okay. to be functional. It's obvious that he doesn't care about making a shovel look gorgeous or anything like that. But there is a a, a wall of, of weapons and a couple of armor racks up on the side. And that craftsmanship's actually quite well. Uh, it's it, quite well, quite good. Um, very classic uh, dwarven architect style with the etching. Um, I forgot the, the actual real world style, what it is. I'll think of it later. But it, it's very good dwarven craftsmanship. And it's obviously not done by his four other human apprentices who are I in see. there. You know, um, And he, he, he's, you see him. He's over in the back. And he's kind of walking through, looking at some of the work. And you see Varric. Um, he's kind of just talking, walking with him, talking about a few things. Um, and Varric sees you, walks in, see you walk in. And he beckons for you to come over across. Back to the back, and this is just an open thing. There's no like, there's no uh, front uh, it's like a, counter. It's like an open air forge. Yeah, I guess yeah, several it's just, forges. It's a hall more okay. than anything, and it okay. reminds you of a dwarf. What you would imagine a dwarven hall would look like, just open with a couple of pillars, and then work areas between the pillars, things like that. Um, and it's all obsidian, just like the walls. This whole building is made out of obsidian. So. The fires and, and the, the forges being used are not going to affect or burn anything around them. Um, yeah, so Varric is okay. beckoning you in. Uh, Khaldun, uh, come in. I'd like to introduce you to Gurnizan. Uh Gurney, this is uh, Khaldun. Uh, met him on the roads coming to Cauldron. Seems to have a knack for smithing and... Arcane smithing, really. He helped me fix my wagon with the snap of a finger. And, uh. No. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. So I walk up to. I walked up to them. I look at the, the dwarf and <clears throat> reach out my hand to shake his hand. He grabs it. He's got, you know, good, firm blacksmith grip. Right. Yep. Um, very nice to meet you. Um, Varric was very kind enough to give me a ride into town and we were speaking. And I'm a craftsman blacksmith by trade and i was just wondering do you do you i'm looking for i'm looking for work hmm. do you have you know do you have a need for any craftsmen um i can show you some work that i've already done if you're interested do you uh you mind pulling your your hood back he's he's kind of younger dwarf. he's got like the long red beard as far as dwarves goes he's a fairly young guy he's not a he's not an older dwarf he looks up at you. Yeah, so I, I push my head back. So if you've never seen a Gith Yankee before, I just look like a weird elf. Yeah, with no nose. <laughs> yeah. He he does look at you for a minute and kind of you know, he's he's checking you out. He's looking at your mm-hmm. ears and looking at your nose. Can't see I've ever seen your kind before. I'm not from around these parts. <laughs> but I reach I reach you back and me, I pull the I pull the bundle. <laughs> off my back and I lay it down and I unbind it and I, I flip it open and I show him the, the silver greatsword with the, with the, uh, you know, the Githyanki motif. So, you know, I've, this is an example of my craftsmanship. He, 
you unwrap it and his eyes just kind of not like wide but it's just a desire to have it kind of feeling like my precious sort of thing oh, but great. but he's no i don't mean like he doesn't grab it and like stab you with it but he's looking at it and he just looks at you kind of almost like basically in shock did you craft this yourself did yes i've got work for you <laughs> he, 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 he closes the the cloth back up and kind of reverently hands it back to you yeah, I, I put it back on my back that's that's some masterful work my boy i i've never seen anything quite like that what thank you i i love to make things so if you've got anything for me for to be done i'll be more than happy to to uh do my best well he points back in the back and there's like i said there's four apprentices doing work but there's like a dozen half a dozen other empty anvils like this mm-hmm. like i said this place is enormous pick one you've always got a place here if you need it what you make you Thank get you, your, you get your you get your cut of everything you make so in game terms you're going to make about three to five silver a day if you spend time working in this in here uh, we'll go over the whole recreating this sword later um, but he does, you know, he, he's, he, he did hand it to you. He escorts you over and Varric's following you around and he's, uh, can you make another one of these swords? Like, may I look at it again? <laughs> he's making up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I take it off my back. I lay it and I, you know, I unwrap it again. I says, if you've got the materials, I can make it. It's just, what kind of I, I tell him what the materials are. It's, He's you know. tapping it and he looks it over. No, it's it not obviously. It's, it's well, maybe it's not obvious, but it's not a magic weapon. It's it's a it's a, it's a really nice silver greatsword, but yeah, but it's know. not made so, of normal standard material either. No, it's made of silver and some other materials. Yes, so I was like, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, and that's why he's at. He's you know, it's um, it, it, he's tapping the metal and he pulls out something that sprinkles on it and dusts it off and flips it. You know, he's doing all he's he's examining this blade like a grandmaster you know, artisan. What kind of metal is that? I, I've never seen anything like this before. Well I, I describe it as I describe it as silver. I'm not going to tell him you know, forged on the astral plane. I mean that'd be kind of weird, but <laughs> I just describe it as silver. And you know I, I'm not going to lie to him. Yeah. But you know I'll I'll I gotta tell him the materials right. I, I I need. You know, it's it's a forging these is a is a secret how it's done, but I can make them for you. I understand. Every master has their craft, and masters keep their secrets. Uh, think about it. I would love to know how to make this blade or a blade like it. Yes, you are welcome here, day or night. Uh, we do close up in the afternoons, but hell, he hands you one of his keys. You're welcome here well, anytime. You. And he, I appreciate he, your trust. And he hands you the blade back, and he okay. Uh, he kind of grabs Varric, uh, walks away. He's like, "If you want to work now, that's fine. You talk to anybody here. All the materials you need are here available. Just make yourself a home." Okay. All right, so we, you know, at a game, yep. we can work out the details later. Yep. But at this point, he would he would much prefer to work for material to make his own armor and weapons than for cash. Okay, 
because that's we'll, what he needs right now. We'll we'll keep it in basically a cash value. Okay. Like you earn this much gold worth of stuff to do this. Instead okay. of saying you have 15 ounces of pig iron. No, I don't want to do that. Got it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll just give you a, a monetary value. And whatever you're trying to build up towards, you just let me know what it is. And whenever you get enough material built up, we'll go for a craftsman check. Okay. 14 right. drachmas. So, drachmas. <laughs> drachma, yes. <laughs> All right, so I'll work, you know. Um, you know, I'll take off my cl- I'll take off my the gear that I'm wearing. I you know, I'll lay it down next to me, and so he's actually fairly well muscled. Um, and you know, he goes to work, you know, making whatever he needs done. So whether it's swords or plows or whatever, he doesn't care. He just likes to make dabs a little. And um, yes, that's right. <laughs> and so uh, when the sun starts getting low. He'll gather his stuff and head back to the uh, back, head back to the inn. Okay, so basically, spend the afternoon smithing. Fairzon, you spend the afternoon just kind of wandering around town. Um, you have seen, and basically, Terethiel also. Um, it once or twice you kind of see each other. More mm-hmm. Terethiel, you see him versus him seeing you, <laughs> um, because you're trying to be kind of quiet and stealthy. But he also sticks out like a turd in a punch bowl. Or mm-hmm. Crater Lake, as it were. Um, and, you know, Fares on, you, you, there are four separate churches, all of very distinct style. Uh, you also plas- pass by the Blue Crater Academy, which, uh, second really to the Temple of Wee Jass, is the biggest building. You can see it from one side, of, like you can see it from across Cauldron. It's an okay. enormous multi-story building. Um and it's it's basically the College of Cauldron. It's called the Blue Crater okay. Academy. Um, okay. Spend the day kind of gathering information. Uh, you you kind of hear, you know, you, even you, Tarathiel, I know you're like listening, but you occasionally will bump into somebody and, you know, kind of keep your low and keep your hand hidden so it's not obvious. I will say, though, um, now that you've had your finger chopped, you have remember seeing one or two other people in the past two weeks, just in passing, yeah. who are missing a pinky. Mm-hmm. So You're part of the club now. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not super obvious, but it's like when you buy a car. You see the car that you own. Everybody's got one all of a sudden. So you know, yeah. you notice the pinky-less people. Um, There's so, a secret handshake where you just have to rub the palm of the other person with your you nub. Just, you just, just nub. <laughs> Touch nubs. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make a docking joke. I don't think I'm going to do it now. Um <laughs> So nice. yeah, so you're you're going around town, uh, kind of gathering information. You hear uh, that there's been kind of a rash of kidnappings. Um, you also hear that the Morkoth that the the drunken Morkoth was named after is a beast that lives in the bottom of Crater Lake, and it comes up every hundred years and destroys the town. Um, Wait, he- what? <laughs> tonight, tonight's the hundred year anniversary of the last. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's tomorrow, and you know some of them you kind of take with a grain of salt, and some of them, you know, so some of the stories you hear are repeated over and over again. Yeah, there is, there has been a rash of kidnappings. A lot of the guards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in passing, you, they're asking people. They're it's kind of a passive investigation, but they're. They're doing their rounds, but they're just constantly on the on the uh, lookout for information, things like that. Um, you don't ever get stopped. Uh, fares on. You never get stopped. Nobody ever gets stopped by the guards. Like you are just part of the town now. Uh, that 
obviously they look at you, Farazan, because you're just a big, hulking, intimidating character. You're so beautiful. And gorgeous. Um, but they, they give you your space. You know, they, they'll move out of your way if you don't, and things like that. Like, it seems like a very cordial town. Um, that evening, everybody goes back to the drunken Morkoth. And now that you've kind of got your bearings and you're back into the the tavern itself, you do notice that on the wall is a painting that you none of you really understood what the hell it was. But Farzan, you've been to your room once, and you see kind of a, a a similarity between a painting that's in your room and Keldun also in your room as well to the painting, this gigantic mural that's in the tavern of the drunken Mirkov. And what it is is it is. A, a painting depicting a Morkoth, which is kind of like a, um, a humanoid sort of shrimpish beast, right? Like it's it's a mythical beast. Um, but all these different paintings have them depicted in kind of comical different ways. Like one's wearing, for example, like one's got like a clown outfit on or one of them's, you know, like doing something silly. They're all basically poking fun at the Morkoth. Um, the Mor- the Morkoth of Crater Lake is a fun drunk, is what you Yes, saying. basically, <laughs> and he apparently owns fifty percent of this sin. Um, <laughs> they just toss it in the lake every morning. Uh, <laughs> the previous night's takes just half. <laughs> He's got a good business sense about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, he caters to so, adventurers. He's smart. So. Keeps them happy, drunk, so they don't come kill him. Um, mm-hmm. That evening, you know, Nilini's in there. The bartender's still in there. Um, she's floating around. Afternoon traffic here in in the in the tavern isn't anything like it was at lunch. Like people are at home now eating dinner rather than taking a break from lunch, or taking a break from work for lunch. Um, you three are kind of the only ones in there. Uh, maybe a straggler, one or two other townsfolk, um, but nobody else seems to be here. Like from out of town, waiting for dinner to go to bed you know what i mean like you the only seem to be the only three out of towners here right now um and nalini she's bouncing between the three of you know can i get you anything else show and she just bounces around flittering um <laughs> if you guys want to eat uh, again tarathiel yours is covered from the money that you've had this is the last day from here on out you'll have to start deducting money Kaldun fares mm-hmm. on if you want to order anything uh, dinner here is a silver. It's fifteen copper, silver and a half, um, and it's good, good uh, amount of food. Uh, if you want the same thing, Caldoon with the the burnt meat and ale, it's basically the same price. Otherwise, it's just kind of a stew with some bread uh, and either wine or cheap ale by the mug or glass. Um, and the three sweet of, salad, sweet yeah, sweet potato, banana, coconut <laughs> salad. It's, oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's a it's a very common theme in this place where all these tropical fruits that are uh, produced down. We're in Hawaii. Yeah, basically. This is when you you are. This is when you Maui. find out ex- extra rolls of toilet paper for your room are like a gold piece each. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, eat all these bananas. <laughs> we got the fruit shits. Um, <laughs> so um, the uh, uh, the thing with Caldun Cal- um, and the meat is uh, it's really really difficult to get meat where he's from. Don't have a so, lot of herds of cow in the astral plane. No, <laughs> because they don't grow. I mean, you can't raise livestock. 
So in, in, in so meat is this really extreme delicacy. So it's like he's I mean he just any chance he can get to eat it he's like oh my gosh this is like royalty so he he's all about it. Not a lot of gout on the astral plane. <laughs> no, Calhoun's gonna get the meat sweats. <laughs> yes. I don't so know what it is. Every like, time I eat, I just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the three of you. So are... you know what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. He loves it, and he's not real picky about it because it's such a delicacy. So it's really <laughs> not bad. Like, it, it's going with the whole uh, idea of it being tropical. It's probably like jerk spice. Uh, chicken or beef or things like that you know and they have plantains and th- it's kind of a Jamaican feel somewhat some a little bit but more it'd be okay. more accurate to say like Hawaii because the the volcanic ash has really mm-hmm. like made the earth super fertile the, the ground super fertile around the volcano from the years past you're making me hungry right <laughs> I'm, a, I'm gonna eat a uh, pina colada here when I get off um, so you guys are f- <laughs> Sitting around that afternoon, everybody's eating dinner, uh, kind of winding down from the from the afternoon, um, and from outside. Actually, you know what? That's something I haven't done yet. What what is everybody's passive perception? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Thirteen. 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 Okay. So it's it, it's actually it's a, a DC ten. So it's not that hard here, but you guys are, are the three of you are eating, and you know Nalini's bouncing around just basically between the three of you. She's actually a really good waitress. You know she's always there, but never obtru- you know obtrusive. Just mm-hmm. get you what you need. Um, the glass that he's been washing is pristine, and he keeps spitting in it and wiping <laughs> it out. <laughs> but you hear from out the side door at the main entrance of, of the inn, you hear kind of a muffled cry for help. Like, you know, just a, a weak, like help. No, please. No help. Will somebody help me please? And Nalini is just looking around, like checking to see who's talking to her. Like she doesn't even kind of register <laughs> what's going on. And she keeps bouncing, flitting around. And it looks like the the barkeep is just too distracted. Like he's this glass obviously has to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're kind of ignoring this cry for help. No, it's truly like they don't perceive it. Like they don't they just don't notice it. You guys did, they didn't. That kind of thing. Okay, um, got it. Like she's washing a table and he's cleaning the glass. Like nothing happened. Farzan stands rapidly and toward the door. Like rushing out, you, and you actually kind of startle uh, Nalini as she's kind of walking by. She's just okay, and she keeps fluttering <laughs> off and does her thing. <laughs> Fares on, heads out. Yeah, Tarathia will will stand, and he kind of considers for a minute, and then follows. And he'll, as he passes Nalini, he'll just say, "Hold my table." Ciao. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Khaldun, he's he cocks his ear. He looks around the rest of the room, and he's kind of sort of surprised and slightly disappointed that no one else is <laughs> doing anything about this. And he gets up, and he walks out and looks. Okay. Well, you, you saw 
Farazan, he just bolted, like he up and out. Mm-hmm. Trathiel, pretty quickly on his heels. You walk out somewhat, not slowly, like I'm assuming you're not just like meandering, like squishing a bit. No, 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 no. I'm working with home. purpose. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm walking with purpose. Uh, you step outside, and Farazan, you hear it very distinctly now that you're out the door. Um, around the corner. So one of the things, these main... Uh, roads are literally main roads. Between every single building is an alley. You can barely see it on the map, but this this whole town is just alleyway after alleyway between the main veins. Um, but Farzan, you you see or you hear off to the right, in the area that I'm pinging this this sound of somebody, and you hear it like flesh on flesh, like somebody's being punched. And you hear this this weak voice saying, "Why? No, help me! Why are you doing this? Stop! Come around the corner." All right, here we go. I'm gonna flip the map. This is my first time doing this for twenty, so bear with me. There's a bear with him. <laughs> Someone send <said> help. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Okay, oh, well, this is cool. Ooh, yeah. So fares on more cobblestones than I expected. It's very cobbly. Fares on. Mm-hmm. Put you. Ah, oh, okay. there you Cool. Okay, I'm working on this. What direction are we coming from? Uh, where you are. Something? That's perfect. Yeah. Good. Uh, and then we'll put Caldoun maybe, maybe a little further back. I'm trying to this centered for you guys. So the map that the map has hexes, but it's not exactly lined up with roll twenty hexes. So it may be off just a little bit. Um, okay. But fares on. You do hear. Let's um, uh, you up a little further because you kind of you, you're to the point where you see this happening. And what you see, uh, you see these two kind of thicker men, larger men, individuals uh, standing where you see them on there, and the third person in between the two. Uh, is on the ground and like has his hands up defensively, you know, screaming and asking, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this?" As one of them's kind of kicking him. Like they both, they, they both of them have weapons, but they don't have their weapons out. They're obviously like punching and kicking this guy. This what is obviously a priest. Um, it is in the afternoon, and that's one more thing I haven't mentioned about Cauldron. So these these alleyways are. Very narrow. All these roads are very narrow. You're at the top of a mountain, and the all the buildings are typically three and four stories high. Like it's like Hong Kong. You don't have any like horizontal movement. You have to go vertically to have any kind of uh, any kind of space. So all yeah. the buildings are super super tall. So the only time you have any direct sunlight on the on the streets are between like eleven and one. Beyond that, the sun drops enough to where the shadows completely obscure most roads. I mean, Depends, you know, which road it is, but generally every road, every alleyway is shadowed ninety percent of the time of the okay. day, and you know, of course at night it's dark. Um, so it's in the afternoon. It's starting to drizzle rain a little bit. You hear the clouds thundering in the distance. You know it's going to be hitting soon. Um, the light is obscured by the sun dropping down below the actual the walls of Cauldron itself. Um, you see the one guy on the left. Uh, so I can do this. This fella, he hauls back and kicks the 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 priest again, 
and you just kind of hearing his 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 voice is like you tell your priest bitch to get away from that place. You don't need to be checking that out no more. And he kicks him again. The other one's kind of chuckling. Yeah, you tell him there. Tell him what's right. Yeah, tell him. And he's sitting there cheering him on. The other guy's just kicking him and punching him. And we'll roll initiative next time. Very cool. Okay. <laughs> Thank uh. you. <laughs> I successfully got the map up and you don't see everything that, you know, like I didn't completely unzip my fly <laughs> <laughs> that's on the map yes Thank it is goodness. it's over to the right it's a black grid <laughs> so yeah we're gonna uh, we'll pick up next time we'll uh, start here and we'll do another live stream um, if anybody has watching this and has paid attention at all we have no really regular set schedule just kind of behind the curtain we're doing this to where we get enough to where we have a nice little flow that we can drop it on youtube but the idea is eventually to have a regular recording schedule we don't yet so if you are watching this and you're not the one of the four of us mm-hmm. keep an uh-huh. eye out we'll we'll be recording again soon <laughs> <laughs> thanks for watching this has been a production of the back patio network i'll see you guys next time <laughs>